messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about TV commercials. Good ones and bad ones. And ones where people say weird shit like this. This hat was free. What am I supposed to do, not wear it? My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. It's one of your uh, favorite lines from a commercial of I, all time, isn't it? It is. It makes me laugh every time. That, of course, is from one of those progressive how to not become your parents commercials. In fact, that's from the very first one, which was, I forgot, this. It's, it all started with a, a, a fake focus, not a focus group, but a, um, group therapy. a group therapy setting. Yeah. Of course, now we have... Uh, Dr. Rick taking all of these new homeowners out yeah, in public. Yeah, they've really gone in. Uh, they really, they really went went in fully, fully in for uh, Dr. Rick. Yes, in fact, there were some. Now, Dr. Rick is in those early group therapy ones, but then they even did some early on where it was just like people hanging out in their neighborhood, and there's no Dr. Rick to be found. Now, this is on my mind because today's show focuses specifically on that campaign which i know we've given a lot of ink to are we giving out ink on this We're, show we give out ink every yeah. <laughs> all the time so much well, ink it's the squid in the studio i really got to get rid of that thing <laughs> um but um yeah so I, I had an idea i had a what i thought was like a kind of a eureka moment the other day now it might have been a i'm a jerka moment and not a eureka moment <laughs> Okay. Oh, I might be becoming my parents. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, that, is, that does my parents a disservice. What was that? I, that wasn't even a corny joke. That was just a... Was that even a joke? It had like sort of the cadence of a joke. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's better than I usually do. Um, so I had an idea. What if we turned it into a game? Because I'm watching these commercials where they say you're becoming your parents if you display these behaviors. And of course, as I get older and I watch these commercials, I'm recognizing more and more of this behavior in myself, which isn't a great feeling, but also I own it. And I thought we should make a list of all of the things that are listed in these commercials that are symptoms or signs that you're becoming your parents. And let's keep score. Yeah. And then at the end... We can find out if we actually are becoming our parents or not. So what I've done is so we're going to review all of these commercials or all of the ones that I could find. We're going to listen to them again. And then we're going to we're and listeners, I want you to do this at home as well. I know that traditionally listeners listen to podcasts by sitting down with a piece of paper and a pen. Right. Actually, if you're using a piece of paper and a pen, you're probably becoming your parents. Um, (laughs) That's what I'm using here Um, or your tablet device. If you're using a tablet, you might be becoming your parents too. Do the youth. Do youth use I think the tablets? Youth still like tablets? What's a computer? Yeah, they don't um, even know what computers are. So, <laughs> is it just phones? Yeah, I guess so. Um, but keep score at home as we go through this. I want us all to be intellectually honest about it. Some of these, some of these symptoms or signs are kind of specific to the scenarios that we'll be playing. But you know, if yeah. this generally put yourself up, in. Imagine yourself exactly. in that scenario. And ask yourself honestly, what would I do? Because some lawn care stuff comes yeah. up in this, right? And like, I don't have WWMPD. A... Mm-hmm. 
What would my parents do? Oh, what would my parents do? Okay, thanks. I was looking for a Dr. Rick in there. Um, what would Dr. Rick not do? Eh, <laughs> less clean. Um, but, like, I don't have a yard right now, so obviously I'm not somebody who obsesses over lawn care stuff. But I know that when I had a yard, yeah. and if I ever have a yard again, I will be that guy. So that's what I mean when I say intellectually honest. So we'll all keep score on ourselves and review those commercials and then find out exactly how close to parenthood Yeah, and we send us are. your scores. Yes, please. Okay, uh, also, we will check in with you, the Ad Council. Uh, there is a commercial that is creating quite the rift amongst the ad counselors. Somebody said, I don't like this commercial. And somebody else said, I like it. Yes. And there can wow. be no there can be no greater that controversy. Is... <laughs> it's getting, Everybody, it's getting, we said it's that getting very ugly out there. when we started the Facebook page, we said <laughs> keep it polite, people. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, we'll dig in all that. Let's start the show here. You know, parents are the same no matter time or place. They don't understand that us kids are going to make some mistakes. So to you other kids all across the land, there's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. All right, let's start with the group therapy commercial. There were a couple of these, but I think it was one long um, kind of, I think it started off as one long commercial that probably played during a big basketball or football game or something along those lines and then they chopped it up into others so um i'm pretty sure unless i'm you know unless i'm doing my math wrong i think this was the very first dr rick uh becoming your parents commercial and um some of this is visual uh so we will maybe try to back up later and explain what's going on but a lot of it i mean honestly when this commercial was new which i see this was posted to youtube in 2018 so several years ago now i mean you and i said that this commercial was at the time, the best writing on television. Yeah. Right? It's, it's so good. so funny. Yeah. And of course, at that time, we hadn't seen or heard a million follow-up commercials. So it was also fresh and new. So just picture your... Um, your, your typical kind of, you know, it looks like maybe it's an old classroom or something along those lines where a group is meeting, uh, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous style, and they all look a little bit sheepish as they sit around in a circle on chairs and talk about the fact that they're kind of becoming their parents. Dr. Rick is leading the session. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our uh, daddy Stasis support group. Got some new friends this week. Welcome. Good to see you. I'm Rick. I'm the group leader. What we'd like to do here is start with our mantra. We are not our dads. We are not our dads. Jim, why don't we start with you this week? Well, yeah, like uh, most of you, um, we just bought a house. And yeah, now I'm turning into my dad. I text him full sentences. I refer to every child as chief. This hat was free. What am I supposed to do, not wear it? Next thing you know, I'm telling strangers defense wins championships. Well, it does. Right? Why is the door open? Are we trying to air condition the whole neighborhood? <laughs> Heck, now I'm the guy who gets up at five just to tell people I'm up at five. I woke up at four. Oh, that's not one up. No one wins with a one up. Okay? Did you see how he let the dadness overtake him? Uh, Jim, go ahead. Yeah, you know, at least it's not totally hopeless. I bundled home and auto on the internet with Progressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know what a meanie is now. Hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, some of them are funny. Some, you know, some, are, some of them are. Oh, but other ones are funny. Oh, yeah. I think it's a meme. Is it? I don't think it. No, I think it's Mimi because it's two me's spelled me me. Yeah. 
me. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. I mean, why would I replace this? It's not broken. Works great. At the very end, that fella's holding up a flip phone with yes. an antenna that comes up. But aside from that, I think most of that does not need explanation. Yeah, there are some great visual touches, like the uh, way they're all dressed. Yes. A lot of members-only jackets, mm-hmm. style jackets, uh, a lot of vests. Um, the guy who gets kind of the lion's share of the lines, who says he, he likes Mimi's, um, he's wearing like... A, a gray suit but like sort of track shoes with it and there's a they they do a um close up on somebody's feet who's wearing like black socks and yeah. sandals like kind of tiva style but the thing is that was 2018 it's 2022 and it's like that's all the kids are wearing these days like yeah. kids love wearing colored socks with sandals you yep. know what i mean like so that I'm, i left that off the list um I think it's interesting to note that it started off as not becoming your parents, but becoming your dad. Yes, and they even have a name for it, which they quickly dropped. Right. Daddyostasis. And uh, there are women here, so it's not completely gendered in that way. But, like, I noticed that the first woman to talk, um, and again, she's like a young woman. She looks like she's not, she doesn't sure look like she's out of her 20s, frankly, but she's got on, like, wire rim dad-style yes. glasses. All the styling which is, great. is great. Yeah. All the styling is so fun. So let's go over here, and this is where, listeners, again, I know that you're already sitting down in a uh, straight-back chair um, <laughs> just listening to this. Um, uh, keep score for yourself. Do we do any of these things? I'm looking. Oh, my God. I'm already in a hole here. Do you t- is, is a high score bad? Is this like golf? Yeah, so basically at the end I have a key where I'm going to break it down where if you got, you know, this many, okay. if you admitted to this many, yeah, you're still young. If you admitted to this many, you're getting up there, right. et cetera, et cetera. We'll break I'm it gonna down be, at the end of the mine's show. Mine's going to be bad. Um, but yeah, I didn't even realize that I set it up this way, but right out of the box, do you text in full sentences? I most certainly do. I most certainly do. Now, may I... Offer some oh, mitigating evidence for the court's consideration. The next, um, <laughs> the I'm, next one is: Do you offer mitigating <laughs> circumstances <laughs> for texting in complete sentences? But here's what: here's just one thing I will say about why I text in full sentences. Now, I do not do a thing that um, one of my parents does, which is sign my text. Oh, love that parent. A good one. They should add that. Yeah. Uh, so they I don't. Should add that. I don't sign my texts, and I don't think I put paragraph breaks in them. But I do write in full sentences. I'm incapable of of using you yeah, or no. t- the mm-hmm. letter U for the word you or the number two for thanks. or THS yeah. for thanks. But here's my mitigate. Here's my defense. I often, more often than not, now when I'm texting, I'm sitting behind my computer, mm-hmm. and I have my messaging app. Or you know, like yeah, open and my your computer. I can yeah. text from my computer, and it's just second nature to me to type in full sentences when I'm but, typing on a keyboard. What am I going to do? Like type in text speak? That would be so bananas. But you, but you also sometimes text when you're not behind your computer, I do. and you still use full sentences, right? Do I? Yes. I mean, I mean you received them. You just you just started. You know, maybe we downloaded this app where you could text from your computer only a couple of years ago. I yeah. think again, I use imperfect definitely. punctuation if that counts for anything. Oh, you, sometimes you use a comma where a semicolon would be more proper. Come on, give yourself Precisely. two points for that. The <laughs> mitigation right. just dug you further. Okay, so okay. clearly I got I, okay. I won for text. Okay. We both do that. Um, do we refer to children as chief? I've never done that. I would, but I, frankly, I don't have the balls. <laughs> like, I just think that, that kid would punch me in the face. Yeah, I 
I don't think I would now. I, now, is there a scenario where I would call children something else, like some you know champ? Mm-hmm. I think no. I'm, I don't think I would do champ or chief, but I would call like kids kiddo. You know, I used to like. Actually, it's funny when you and I were dating. I'm like, what? Um, am I? I'm just over a year older than you. I'm like, uh, yeah, you're like 16 months six older months. than me. And I think when we first started dating, I called you kid or kiddo a lot. And I think I like that as a term of endearment. But I recently realized that, like, unless I'm really good friends with somebody, like, I just I don't do that. I think there was a time when I was still younger, but there'd be younger people than me coming up in an organization I'm working for. Something I might say, "Hey, kid, how's it going?" And I realized just like, nah, that's just like I'm not gonna. Yeah, that's just it's too not condescending. A good look from it's a not man, a good look. An yeah. older man to a younger exactly. person. So I, uh, you and I both got away uh, with that one. Uh, do you wear clothes just because they were free? Well, yes, I do. Really, but. That surprises me. So you're I, in the whole f- before I am now. Yeah, you're not. You don't really go much for like, um, like, like I do a clothes swap every year, where yeah, but you're choosing those clothes. Oh, you're. This is specifically like promotional items. Yeah. So this woman in this commercial, and again, yeah. just to, I mean, maybe. Gosh, am I belaboring all of this? But um, I don't want to turn. I was going to say, I don't want to turn this into a tedious show, but I I might be about five minutes late on that. But, um, you know, I think the point of this one is she's wearing, like, a hat that she got as swag, you know, like, with some company name on it. And so, of course, she's going to wear it. That's different than having, like, a clothing swap party where people get together and swap I love free clothes, but only when I can choose it. When I go to conferences and things, I don't load up on T-shirts and hats. Yeah, and I know that – I know that you've had clothes before that we, like, put in the – it's like, well, yeah, it's nice, but it's not for us. We put it in the in the giveaway pile, right? Yeah. So, okay, you still just have one. Do you say things like defense wins championships? Now, this is tricky. Things like defense uh, wins championships. Yeah, I kind of broadened it out there because, again, I personally, I don't think I do. I don't think even whether you want to keep it in the world of sports or not, that kind of cliche talk, yeah. I don't think, really comes from us all that often. No, I don't often. think so, too. I think we get to we, – we'll, we'll take a pass on that. Listener? You be honest with yourself, though. Are you that type of person? I mean, the if I, the one thing that I will sort of do is I will say obvious things during football games and try to beat the announcer to it. Do you yeah. think that's because I'll, I'll say that right? Like, um, the, the the quarterback holds the ball and goes for a quarterback sneak, and I might say, "Hey, Genevieve, uh, looks like he called his own number." And I then think what this commercial, L. Michaels will be like, "Oh, he called his own number on that one." I, th- I that's funny, but I think what this this idea is is like. Things what that people say to other adults that try, that's like trying to suggest that they that they know something about sports or that yeah. they have like a philosophy of sports, you know, and like yeah. like the co- college playoffs needs a decent college football needs a decent playoff system is another one like that. Where it's like it's just something that people say, you know. Do you ever say, "Are we trying to air condition the whole neighborhood?" Now we don't we have don't have air, air conditioning, conditioning, but again. Like, I will find myself muttering about, like, <laughs> you know, it's not uncommon for me to go into the kitchen and you just made yourself, like, a single peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but every single cupboard is open for some reason. Just, like, and, and every I, cupboard is open. And I'm frequently, like, And how, I might like, say like, something we're, about like, that. Like, the house doesn't need to be this hot. So I say yes Okay, on this we one. each got to give ourselves a point yeah. for this one, like, then. What's the heat at? It doesn't need to be this hot. Like, when we left for vacation, 
you were like, let's leave the, we got to leave the heat on for the cat. And I was like, it doesn't need to be that warm for the cat. I think it was a difference of a degree. I wanted yeah. 69. We agreed to 68. But okay. Um, do you get up at 5 a.m.? I am getting up earlier and earlier. Are you? Yes. You want to give yourself I'm, a point for this I one? do. I'm, I'm needing less and less sleep. Now, I don't get up early just to tell people that I got That's up That's my next question. Do you brag about how early you get up? No, I don't think I do. See, I'm wondering about that one. First of all, I don't get up early. I am a slug bug. But on the days that I do get up early, I do feel the need to tell people that. But I feel like it's in a different attitude. It's more kind of like because I'm maybe I'm dragging. So I'm not going to give myself any for those. Do you call memes memes? No. It seems like something that I could have done that could have like I just happened to know the answer on that one I happen yes. to know the for the correct right. pronunciation I'll bet you when they were new I'll bet you the first time I saw that I'll bet you I pronounced it <laughs> incorrectly the first time but I don't now do you think do you think that some memes are a little whoa yes I actually <laughs> had that happen today tell me about it I was reading the story <laughs> do you know who the, the I think I, I may mispronounce her name the Grichko twins are or were Mm-mm. they were these two guys who were like infamous for a number of reasons they were the sort of mystery they were they're most well known for the how deformed they made their faces through plastic surgery they were identical twins and they you would recognize them if you saw them because they looked like uh, puppets sort of they had deformed their chins and features and cheeks and stuff so much from surgery and fillers and botox and they also claimed to be geniuses and also royal like deposed european royalty and physic physicists but like th- like they had this crazy life story of them trying to prove that they had a theory about the Big Bang that no one else. What era is this? I mean, they just well, they literally just died this oh, week. Oh, okay. But they were best known in the '80s for doing all this this crazy shit to their faces and the same shit to their faces. So they both looked like this. And they both died recently. They bo- they died within days of each other in the oh, same hospital. Probably, I didn't know about any of probably this. from COVID. It's a wild story. Um, but as I was reading about them today the the new york times piece about them said inevitably they became like sort of like as as is probably inevitable for people this weird um they became a cryptocurrency meme and so i looked at one of the cryptocurrency memes about them and my reaction was whoa that's a little little whoa whoa. some of them are a little whoa some Some of them them are funny funny, but some of them are a little some of them are a little whoa i love that line from there all right give yourself a point for that one i don't think i've ever said that a meme is a little whoa so uh i believe you have three now i have four you have four i have a mere two this is not going the way i expected i thought that i was much older than you but the uh the game is still young now based on do you use a flip phone oh final one yeah, do you use a flip phone or we should even say what is the again kind of intellectually honest way of expanding right. that out? Do you use I old technology? Late, I am a late adopter, but I don't think that I was I've been appreciably so late to yeah. the cell phone or similar game. You're no, I don't. Ga- you're, you got a Galaxy S8, right? That phone is on its very last legs. I'm just waiting until the new one gets yeah. more affordable. But, but you're not like, well, it still gets the job done. Yeah, I, I, I don't want. I want a new phone. I just mm-hmm. am cheap. Yeah, and I have an S10, which is actually kind of getting old now too. I think it's like two years old, so it's like ancient. Uh, no, I like having the latest phones, and I'm probably a bit. Um, 
extravagant with my spending on them. Uh, okay, so the next commercial, I think still chronologically, I think this is the next one that we saw you know, on television. This is the, um, we just bought a house. It's a couple. Um, and so this just focuses on one couple's experiences. And mostly it's, it's the woman is fine. It's the guy who's turning into his dad. And she, I mean, they're both great, but she is, she's really good too, just in her, cause she has to kind of play the straight man a little bit. And so her, um, her reactions to her husband as he, dips further and further into becoming his parents is, is really funny. Take a listen to this. When we were dating, we used to get excited about things like concert tickets or a new snowboard. <laughs> but that all changed when we bought a house. Voila! Matt started turning into his dad. Mmm, that's a good mulch. One more. So I just want to point out there, they're talking to the camera, you know, they're sitting on their couches if they're being interviewed, and the uh, the guy starts to nod off a little bit and she just kind of subtly like knocks him with her elbow like she's done it a million times before and he says, I'm awake. But it was pretty nifty when Jen showed me how easy it was to protect our home and auto with Progressive. Get this large scratch out of here. Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents. It took quite a bit of work because this was a lot, this is all staple. But we can protect your home and auto. <laughs> so near the end, he's trying to eat a, he's trying to get a butterscotch out of the wrapper and then he's standing in the attic at the end um, pointing out some like kind of flaws in the um, insulation that he's going to need to fix when he starts this home I kind of miss this format where it's more about an uh, individual story. As opposed to a group of people that are going out in the town. Yeah, and where Dr. Rick admonishing them yeah, is Yeah, the like, Dr. Rick got a little Is kind of the negative. main joke. Yeah. And I like the, I really like the little vignette quality of mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And again, two really great performances, yeah. I think, too. Kind of visual, but I think probably a lot of our listeners have seen that before. So I only pulled a few out of this one. Um, do you obsess over lawn care and say things like, hmm, that's some pretty good mulch? No. I got to give myself a point for that yeah, one because so. that that is something that that I did when we were living in New Hampshire. Maybe not. Hmm, that's some good mulch. But I was uh, talking on TBTL recently that I just did not. One of the reasons I never wanted to own a house was because I hated yard work so much growing up, and it's <laughs> all I did was yard work growing up. Next thing you know, I have a house in New Hampshire, and you see me out in the front yard, like kind of kicking the dirt, thinking like, oh, how we're we gonna, uh, you know patch up this bare spot here so um yeah uh do you nod off and then say i'm awake when you're caught i do do that do you yeah I think you so. nod off more than i do i'm, I'm a not nodder. gonna give my, i'm not i'm not a nodder um i'm gonna not give myself a point and, for that and one. i don't know why but there are times when i like i'm a grown-up i'm lying on my couch i'm watching tv like i can fall i can doze yeah. off but sometimes I don't want to admit that I'm dozing yeah, off. Yeah, and, and then you rewind the show. Like, you re- rewound your Star Trek <laughs> like 17 times I watched Star Trek last yesterday. night, and I was so tired. And it was just early. It was like 7 o'clock, but I was just tired. I just had sort of a long week. And I probably stopped and rewound it back two or three minutes, like, 15 times. <laughs> Instead of just admitting to myself that I'm tired... And I need to go watch this a different time and go to bed. My dad. Now, this is this is partially because it's like typical dad behavior, but it's also because my dad used to, well, wake up at 430 in the morning to go to work every day. And he really did work his ass off um, before he was retired. Um, and he would nod off all the time. He'd be, he'd be on the couch with us and be like, we're going to watch this movie, Dad. Stay awake, Dad. Stay awake. And then he'd fall asleep immediately. Yeah. And he'd start snoring. We'd wake him. Dad, Dad. He one time fell asleep in the dentist's chair waiting <laughs> for the dentist to come in. I remember him telling us about that. Dude could fall asleep anywhere. If he had like – and again, I say this not to dunk on him, but more kind of like he was – 
he was working hard, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and for us, too. And so I definitely don't want to dunk on him, but, like, he, he was so classic. He would – if he had – 30 seconds between anything he would doze off behind the wheel of a car waiting for us to wow. run in and get a slurpee not behind the wheel of a car right. driving I just mean like you know like if he's picking us up from a soccer tournament or something I never made it to a tournament who am I kidding it was just <laughs> practice do you like butterscotch hard candy I don't think that I can I think I can say no to this it's not yes. that I you know actively dislike them but I have passed up many a butterscotch hard candy at a restaurant candy bowl. I don't I, of all the hard candies or as my grandmother used to call them sucking candies. Um, <laughs> I think that one sucks the most. <laughs> Let me put it that way. I do not like butterscotch candy. I can't say that I've never had one or that I'll never have one again. There was something about the um, the incredibly smooth texture of a Werther's original with that little divot mm-hmm. in there. And does they that knew what they were doing. As butterscotch though. I put it in there. I guess it is butterscotch. Yeah. I like, I know, like the butterscotch I'm thinking of are the ones that are really butterscotchy and yellow. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, yeah, the, the crinkly wrappers. So, okay. We're going to move on. In a bowl full of like, um, assorted hard sucking candies. (laughs) Um, my favorite is the one that's the chocolate and green mint. Oh, that's pretty good. Like one of those star mint things. They have them in restaurants that are usually white and red, but you're going with the brown Brown and green. Brown and green. Yeah. Because I like the little chocolate, like, you know, note to it. You're not going to be super surprised to hear this, I think, because I think my favorite were the root beer. That doesn't But I think a big part of it was because it was in the shape the of barrel. a little barrel, which was so cute. It is the cutest, for sure. It's the cutest, certainly. Okay, next commercial in the lineup. And again, so far, I think we're going kind of in order as we started to see What's these on What's your score TV. right now? Oh, I've got hardly any. I've only got three. I think you've got five. I've got five. Um, this is the one where, again, there's no Dr. Rick. This is the last one without Dr. Rick. You just have, this one is actually the most confusing of them. I want to talk about this later. I remember this one not sticking with me quite as much, although there are some good jokes in here. But as you'll hear them say, this is a young couple that just moved into a neighborhood, bought their first house. They're with a bunch of other people who also own their houses, and they're in the same age range as them. But the couple that we hear talking are kind of the control group, right? They are not becoming their parents, yeah, they're, but they're seeing they're all like, their friends around They're having them. a body snatchers type experience. Yeah, and I'll just say up front, it's a little bit confusing because at the end, all the men are standing around like the host's tractor in the driveway, and they're talking about like... Um, you know, what kind of tractor do you have, so-and-so? And it's a riding mower. It's a riding mower, yeah, sorry. Um, and they didn't buy a farm. And the hero of the story or whatever, the, the person whose point of view it is, says, uh, I don't have one, I just hire a kid to mow the lawn. It took me a long time to realize that I thought the joke on that was he's now calling everybody kid. Right. But that's not it. No. Actually, the he, joke is the joke he's is like, he's I don't give a shit. With like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, here, take a listen to this. I do think that's another one, though, that they should add if they're if they are listening to this. The, if the ad wizards are listening to this yeah. one, I think we've given them two really good ideas so far. Do you call everybody kid and the other one that we said earlier? Well, I think calling everybody chief. That's true. It really covers right, kind of right. covers that joke. It what is was funnier. the other one? I already forgot the other one. I don't remember. It was great. It was a slam dunk. <laughs> Do you listen. forget your jokes five seconds <laughs> after you we say We bought them. a house in a neighborhood with a lot of other young couples. Then we noticed something strange. Oh, could you uh, make me a burger? Poof, you're a burger. <laughs> Everyone acts like their parents. You have a tattoo. Yes, fine. Do you not work? So what kind of you got, Seth? I don't know. I have some kid comes over. We pay him to do it. 
But it's not all bad. Someone even showed us how we can save money by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto. And at the end, they're all um, showing him the, the riding mower, and he's, um, I guess, sort of pretending to try to care. Um, so that was a pretty short one. Not tons in there. Uh, do you make dad jokes? I would not. Vis-a-vis, can you make me a burger? Poof, you're Poof a burger. Your burger. I wouldn't say that's my milieu. Do you disagree? No, I'm wondering if I should let you judge this one for me. I guess I got to say yes. You got to say yes. Yeah, I got to say yes. Yeah. Although that particular one maybe would be. Yeah, but that's not the that, yeah. that's not the intellectual honesty I was promised. Yeah. Eureka. More like I'm a jerka. <laughs> what was I talking that makes about? Poof, you're a burger. <laughs> yeah, like no, high art. I know. <laughs> and edgy. Um, okay. Um, do you assume that people with tattoos are free spirits who probably don't work? No, of course not. I mean, I have tattoos. Right. Me and I, we live in Seattle where yeah. it's just like the the sample, the, the culture here is is not that. Although I love that joke and I love the way she says it. The, the woman who's, who asks her that <laughs> is so passive aggressive yeah it's great and finally do you talk about your lawnmower and compare notes on lawnmowers i wasn't no i've never mowed a lawn in my life i've never yeah. been allowed to first by my parents and then by you what do you mean i not allow tell you. the truth what happened when you heard a lawnmower one time when you thought it was me doing well it, it is funny that i would when i lived in new hampshire i did get kind of a little bit obsessed with the lawn but then sometimes i'd also complain about it like i wouldn't want it oh i gotta spend my day mowing the lawn but then one day i think i we we're probably laying in bed earlier like on well, a saturday. i wasn't there i thought i thought i thought it was early on a saturday morning and then we woke up and i was like oh i gotta mow the lawn or whatever and then an hour later you were out of the bedroom and i heard a yes. lawnmower start up and I ran to the window thinking, son of a gun, Genevieve's doing the lawn. Maybe because I was complaining about it. Right. And it was just like some neighbor starting up the lawnmower. And I realized, even if I complain about mowing the lawn, I want to be the one who does it. Because yes. I didn't trust you. I've literally right. never mowed a lawn in my life. Wow. Um, I, my, the, the house I grew up in, it was um, not something we were taught to do. Because I think there's a lot of fear about cutting off of toes or something. Yeah. Can we talk about this for a second? Sure. I think my grandfather lied to me. No. Because he was missing a toe. <laughs> I'm not now that part was not a lie. That I saw is, that with my that own eyes. Your, which toe? His big toe. So the most important one. The captain of the toes. <laughs> and is it a Seinfeld yeah. joke? <laughs> and he, good good uh, good audio for recognizing he, that. He um the story was always that he cut it off mowing the lawn. Mm -hmm. And the more I think about it, my grandfather, you know, he worked in, you know, kind of a tough industry. You know, he started, well, he started the worldwide recognized Walsh manufacturing. Of course. You know, that the, my dad and uncle ended Walsh up. Walsh Industries. Taking over or Walsh Industries, as my friend Polly would say. But um, the more I think about it, it makes so much more sense for him to have lost that toe by something maybe crushing it or something in the line of of work. Mm -hmm. And it seems like maybe something you would tell because me and all of my cousins and everything knew the story. Grandpa lost his toe mowing the lawn. And it seems like such a like, that's why you leave a note moment. Right. Like yes. something that they would tell us so that because it's a funnier, it's kind of funny, but then also it's like be a, careful. A cautionary, when you tale. a cautionary tale. Yeah. 
I want to ask my dad about ask that. Ask him about it because I don't think it's so un- it's not uh, unbelievable to me that I mean I think especially back in the day um especially when yeah. power mowers were yeah. new. Good point. They didn't have a lot of safety features and guardrails yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they didn't have that like if I let go of the mower it would yeah, stop on me. Yeah, but like In fact, I think now the story might have been that grandpa was mowing the lawn with his shoes off and if he was doing that like you could just see like it's the 50s he's it was he's a, woken up he's had a few beers <laughs> you know and he goes yes. to mow the lawn all of these things yes, are right. are very plausible in cleveland ohio yeah. yeah you know what I mean? now now i'm back believing this again a yeah, lot I of mean, bad decisions i'm not saying that, that a grand that your grandpa in particular and that a grandpa more generally wouldn't like you know come up with something as a cautionary tale like that's right. why you always leave a note um but I do think that it seems it doesn't it's not like a wild story either that it would be in lawnmower. I mean, people have like real I think that maybe the reason it's funny. Wouldn't this be funny if this was also untrue? But I think one of the reasons that us kids, particularly, I will say us girls were like really um, not allowed or not asked to do the lawn mowing when I was growing up, because we always lived in houses that had yards that needed lawn mowing. Um, was that my mother had a cousin who like got somehow mm. fucked up with a lawnmower? Mm. But I'm now I'm wondering now you've yeah. got me now I got my wheels spinning. Yeah. Is that apocryphal? Yeah. Also, the reason we weren't allowed to no play. every there was one person one time who got hurt with a lawnmower and like that's yeah. everyone's relative. Yeah, well, it was my cousin's <laughs> nephew. All right, let's just move on here. Um, we're getting kind of now into the more modern of these progressive commercials. These are the ones where Dr. Rick is taking the group out on these group outings, mostly to stores. In this first one, it's a uh, Home Depot-style store. I can't. They, they show the in the establishing shot. House World. House World. And he sees that, you know, like he's back in therapist mode, and he's he's taking his therapy group in a like big sprinter van. Um, Which unlo- itself is kind yeah, of a fun joke. It is. And they're unloading in the parking lot and they're going to go into house world aka home depot i think the first thing here and it's going to be a little visual is i think the first thing that is like the first offense is a, a woman who's just like walking through the store talking on speakerphone um on her cell phone all right everyone we made it my job is to help new homeowners who have turned into their parents i'm having a big lunch and then just a snack for dinner we're using a speakerphone in this store is that a good idea one of the ways i do that is to get them out of the home you're looking for a grout brush did he ask for your help no, no. So in this case, one of the one of the patients, we'll call them, is uh, recommending a, a grout brush to some stranger who did not ask for help. No. We all see it. <laughs> we all see it. Now, in this case, a younger person is walking by. This is maybe my favorite joke this from is these a commercials. Good joke. Um, you, you have Dr. Rick and two of his patients, and they're just watching as somebody with bright blue hair walks by. We all see it. We all see it. He has blue hair. Okay. Blue. Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto when you bundle with us. Keep it coming. You don't know him. And then at the very end, somebody's trying to back out of their uh, parking spot, and um, one of the patients is trying to, you know, offer help uh, and, and waving his hands around. Um, okay, so let's go through this. Oh, but but that guy who's just like trying to contain it so hard and yeah. then he says blue, blue is one of my favorite. It's jokes. a great performance just ever. Yeah, he, he nails it. 
Do you use your speakerphone in public? Absolutely not. I absolutely do not do that. And I actually think there should be really strict, almost like yeah, um, Taliban-esque Right, Sharia law for that. It's the one thing. Well, it's not the one thing. It's on a short list that no. I have that I'm happy to share. You can read, read it on my manifesto. That or being Rand Paul. Like, that's basically <laughs> it for me. Um, do you offer advice to other shoppers? Do I offer advice to other shoppers See, I would love to say no but I'm it feels like something that maybe I in my own element I might do it I you tell me if I should put a point down because this is something that I try really hard not to do but my instinct is to do it I yeah. love doing that I love and it's very rare that I actually do it right but I got to give myself a point on I this because I have to almost literally bite my cheeks. If I'm next to a couple and yeah. they're talking about, especially if it's a cleaning product or just something that I'm familiar with that I have a, a, a passion for right. and I, I, I want to recommend it, like I will, it's so hard for me not to say, oh, please try this when I love it to death. I think I'm going to take a point for myself on that as well because it's not necessarily something I would do at a hardware store, although... I could see it happening, but like mm -hmm. it's really like you said, like if it's a product that I really love and, and want to recommend mm -hmm. and I'm standing there and someone's, you know, kind of wavering over it. I'm going to speak up. And I, I was in the grocery store, you know, the other day. Well, this is a while ago now, several months, but. So I overheard somebody looking for oh I know what it was I was wandering around a certain section and this other guy was wandering around a certain section and then we swapped and then I ran into him again and it was clear we were both looking for something and I don't remember what it was I think it was some sort of a meatless uh, like a, a veggie based meat replacement product and they're split up in various places yeah. in the store for weird reasons and so I think when I saw him back at like a different meatless case I said hey are you by any chance looking for these things because I just found them and he's like no but I'm looking for these other things uh -huh. so I just can't keep my damn nose out of other people's shopping sometimes business, so. it's helpful and you know we live in a society we live in a society me and that guy by the way best friends now yeah His name Luke Burbank <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was how he became a vegetarian <laughs> and that's how he came to co-host my podcast um, okay do you uh, offer advice to other shoppers we're giving ourselves points for that um, or maybe we should call them demerits um, do you comment on young people's brightly colored hair no no nope. that's too that's a cultural reference yeah. point that I'm too young to ever find shocking. and it's also just like even if there's like another equivalent of that like I just think it's so gauche it's just so gauche I you and I are not a couple who we like elbow each other and like get a load of this one. Yeah, no, we when never I'm do. The, who do. At that, most, it. the only thing that you and I ever do in commenting on other people's appearances is something complimentary. I yes. like that's a cute dress she's right, wearing. Right, right, right. Like that's a sharp like look he's got or whatever. That's a sharp look he's got. Okay, I hear point. it. I hear Give it. Yourself a point. Fine. <laughs> That wasn't even Damn on the it. list. That's, that's I was a, I, that's I was so close to getting out of this that was one. Such a, that's such a sharp look he's got. It is a sharp look though. Man, I love to comment on a sharp oh, look. Chief, I love your sharp. I'm not look. shocked by blue hair, but I love a sharp look. Do you ever help strangers park their cars or get out of parking spots? We, you and I, have driven have have become livid about other people's poor parking yeah but that's different i don't ever get involved with somebody backing up or trying to yeah park. i don't fuck with it i don't fuck with it um okay there you go well i think i earned one point for that I one got, you earned I two got, you I've, like have an 
unforced error. I like, know, I unforced know. error, absolutely. That was amazing. I, <laughs> that was really amazing. I, I snatched <laughs> defeat from the jaws of victory on this one. <laughs> okay, Dr. Rick is going shopping now again, but this time they're going to a shopping mall. Okay, we're not going to ask for discounts on floor models, demos, or displays. Shopping malls can be a big trigger for young homeowners turning into their parents. You ever think about the storage operation a place like this must rely on? No. They just sell candles and they're making overhead? You know what kind of fish those are? No. Uh, don't be coy. <laughs> coy fish. It can be overwhelming. Think a second. Have we seen this shirt before? Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home an auto with us. But you know what? I'm still going to get it. Malls are a hotbed for parental behavior. This is, okay, let me back up for a second here because this was an incredibly visual one. Yeah. Um, I said that he takes a bunch of patients out, but actually he's just taking one patient out for this shopping adventure. And now the official TV commercial is over here, but um, they do go on for a minute for this YouTube They know they have a winner. They have all these little extras. Exactly. And so there's one more joke here that I think is relevant to our interest at the end here. Hotbed for parental behaviors. For more videos on parentamorphosis, Subscribe below. Was that a quarter? Hold my jacket. <laughs> Tom, no swimming. Okay, so he goes to uh, <laughs> he goes to grab a quarter out of the um, wishing well or kind of uh, the, the fountain, fountain outside type yeah. of thing. Um, also, at one point, he's going to buy a shirt that is exactly like the shirt he's already yes. wearing. That's why Dr. Rick says, uh, does that look familiar? And he says, I'm going to buy it anyway. Um, It's a random teen who's just minding his own business uh, sitting near the fountain when the guy goes up to him and asks him if he knows that they're koi fish and then makes a bad joke out of it. So um, let's go through this. Do you ask for discounts on floor models, demos, and displays? No, that's not really my move. No. I want it new anyway. I want it new. Yeah. I like... I'm not saying I've never taken one or, you know, like uh, like sometimes the universe just hands you with an opportunity for that where they offer you the the floor model for cheaper. And I'm not saying not saying I wouldn't or haven't said yes to that, but it's not like my mood. Yeah, that's not your um, that's not your life hack. All yeah. right. Um, do you ever look around and imagine what kind of storage a place like this must need? No, that was a that was a funny uh like I, that was not a, that was an idea that was new to me when I watched this ad. Like the thought that thinking about yeah. that. Are you ever astounded by a yes. niche store's ability to turn a profit? Let me stop you right there and say, <laughs> how many times have I said to you, this place must be a money laundering <laughs> outfit? That is, that is kind of true because there's so many stores I can't believe they can turn a profit. So I'm going to have to take a point on that one. Now I'm trying to figure out if. There's another one. What about you? Are you taking any points on this? No, I'm not taking points on that. You know, one of these comes close to something that's going to come up later. So I'm going to keep my powder dry on one of these. Okay. The storage thing, not really. I mean, part of me sometimes looks around and just astounded by the, the, the massive size of something. Or maybe I'll sort of think to myself like... You know, when you're getting when you're getting the milk out of the refrigerated section of the grocery store and you see that there's a whole other world back there. I find it somewhat interesting, but I, I don't think, I think that, that's a different idea. Yeah, And I'm not like and I'm not going around like saying that to people. Um, the uh, astounded by a niche store's ability to turn a profit. Um, 
like glassy baby is a is absolutely mind-blowing to me to this this day and we have several is that a seattle specific thing or is glassy baby i think that's a national chain isn't it if it's not um it's they they are these very high-end and very pretty but one item they are a and it's funny because that is a candle store that they make the joke about. But there yeah. are these little glass bulbs that hold votive candles. Yeah. And each one is like its own um, special theme, thematic. You know, it's like this smoky one is like, you know, has a name and a story. Are they all hand-blown? I assume they are hand-blown. God, for the price they fucking better be. Because <laughs> that's why I always assume friend, it was a Seattle a, thing because this area. I have a area... good friend. Yeah, I, I, they are huge around here, which maybe makes them a Seattle thing. I have a good friend who like that's kind of her decor like uh, theme in her house. She like has a bunch of glassy babies. Really? And yeah, our friend Katie. Oh. And she like has them all set up on different levels on her wall and it's very pretty. Oh, nice. It's just like it's a pricey habit. Um, I don't think I do that too much. I mean, like you say, every now and then I might be like, how is that place still in business? But I, I don't I don't think that's like a driving characteristic for me. I am astounded by how many more points you have than me. We'll do an accounting here in a second. Um, I'm the I, I'm telling you, I'm kind of a grandma. Um, do you make corny jokes to random teens? If I were I'm not terrified of, of random teens, yeah, yeah, maybe, me, but yeah, no. I, I would never approach a Big, teen and say something I would like that. never. Um, do you buy the exact same clothes over and over? I do. Yes, and you know what? The, I was thinking about. I this literally today. bought the same. I on purpose. I have a shirt that I like that green uh, V-neck blouse. It's yeah. kind of like tunic style, and I loved it so much. I went all over Creation. I went to all kinds of different stores on the internet to find that shirt in seven different colors, and yeah. I wear them all the time. I remember them coming in, and I, I was thinking about that today as I was putting this list together because I am giving myself a check mark because I have very little. Um, variation in the kind of clothes I wear and there are certainly some shoes that I kind of buy over and over again but you owe me an apology right oh really yeah do you not Uh, not that not not that I'm aware of when you and I were you know maybe first dating and then you know early on in our relationship been together a long time happy anniversary by the way 21 years um you would always refer to my clothes as my uniform. Yep. And you were relentless in making fun of me about... And I wasn't wearing the same shirt. It was always Your like, definition of relentless I, is, you know, generous. I don't think so. <laughs> you were a bully to me. And you would call out my uniform and you would make fun of me because I wore similar <laughs> styled shirts and pants but, every day. But you have to but admit... But you then... You, you're totally smurfing it up. You're buying literally the same thing. I will say I have a couple of uh, uniforms, but you have one uniform. Oh, my God. You know, I, I'm wearing a sweater and jeans right now. I don't wear a sweater and jeans every day. Yeah, it is definitely not an apology. You owe me an apology for saying that I owe you an apology. I'm going to sit here so quietly now... until you apologize. <laughs> no, go on. Do the show. I can't operate the links <laughs> from take, over here. I'll, I accept your apology. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And so do we buy the exact same clothes over and over? Yes. You and I both have to give ourselves points for that. Genevieve, I have one, two, three, four, five, six points so far. What are you up to? Nine. Wow. Yeah. You are going I to took end a lot. up in a different tier than me. I know. I I'm going to be older than you. I took a lot of. I took a lot of points at the start here. 
Yeah. Um, okay, now, Dr. Rick, we only have a few more of these. Um, uh, I'm loving this. Dr. This Rick. Is really fun. Is, uh, I would do this all day. <laughs> Dr. Rick is now there, taking. We're, we're missing one, another one where there's a couple where it's just the couple in their home and the woman is becoming her father. Oh, that was that would have been in that early batch. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, I didn't quite get them all. They're kind of hard. Not all of them are on Prog- uh, Progressive's YouTube page. Instead, you their own YouTube channel is filled with web-only yes. Dr. Rick talking directly to us. Have you seen those before? I've seen a few of them, They yeah. have a whole, like, fake commercial for I, a fake book hero. Yeah, I, I think I dug that up for something we were, some show we did before, earlier, and I can't remember. But they don't have all of their original commercials there, so I we'll just go with what we got here um okay this is the one we've talked about parts of this one before dr rick takes the therapy group this time to the airport the airport can be a real challenge for new homeowners who have become their parents okay everybody let's do a ticket check paper tickets we're off to a horrible start but we can overcome it we're not going to point out our houses landmarks or major highways during takeoff don't buy anything i packed so many delicious snacks they're nope you say ballpark when group two is going to get boarded? <laughs> two hours and 58 minutes. Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto when you bundle no, with us. Someone should have left home earlier. Plane tickets on your phone, Okay, boy? so I'm going to um, let this roll for a second. There's one more joke here for the web-only version of this. Over 150,000 pounds of thrust in those engines. Yeah. Is any of that true? No. <laughs> Who else lies about plain facts? My dad. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that, but the guy's like talking to somebody else. And that actually is kind of a callback because the guy he says that to, who else lies about plain facts, yep. is a callback. And it's the same actor. He says, who else reads books about submarines? Exactly. My and that's dad. Gonna, I think that one's going to come up pretty soon. Actually, you know what? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. No, the submarine thing is going to come up There's a little a bit. There's a gajillion of there them. There are a gajillion of them. So, you know, one of those was really controversial. Let's just start with this one because you and I covered this across several shows because we got into a debate over whether or not pointing out landmarks, houses, or major highways during takeoff is something that only parents do or something that all humanity enjoys. And people and love and are interested in. And um, I did lose that. We did put it on the poll poll. and I won the poll. I think it's that it speaks to uh, that our audience is of a certain age. Mm, We have very young people. Some offense ad counselors. We have very young people on the ad council. So so young and hip. A lot of blue hairs. And not in the way that you might think I mean it. Blue. Um, <laughs> so I'll tell you what I do not. I almost always sit in the aisle seat now, yeah. um, and I, that's and yet, just for convenience. Ironically, for comfort. I am a committed window sitter. But again, being intellectually honest, yes. yes. If I sat in the window and I recognized our house or something from above, I would absolutely tell you, Genevieve. Look, that's our house. Of course, I would. So I'm giving myself a point for that one, even though technically it's not really something that I do because I'm I sit not taking in the, the point on that because I would never. You would never point out to me. I mean, if I saw something that was like oh so weird that like that was unexpected, but if, if I just saw something that I recognize. If you saw our house from the sky, you wouldn't nudge me and say, "Hey, look, you can see our house from here." It would be extremely unlikely that we could see our house. But if we could, Genevieve. If, if we could I, see if our, our house, house during If our house had like a neon roof that I could always see it. No, I wouldn't point it out to you. If if we had a house next to like let's say that was next to a, a river or something else that made it kind of stand out just location-wise, you wouldn't say, "Hey, look, you can see our house from here." Not every time. 
I'm going to take. I'm okay. taking the. All I'm right. not putting right. a point down for this. I just think that you're not being truthful. Um, uh, do you use paper boarding passes at the airport? Neither one of us do that. Not even close. Yeah. Not um, not not on a bet. Do you pack your own Ziploc bag full of snacks so you don't have to buy them at the airport shops? I am the opposite of that. I'm the opposite of that too. Actually, even though I'm, I am kind of a skin flint. Um, I you sneak food into the movies. I like to sneak food into the movies, which I, I thought about taking the point for that. Um, but something about being at the airport, like I like to buy snacks at the airport. Yeah, and also it's because also you get to the gate, you have a few minutes, you want to do something. Yes, you're making a mission. A, it's it's part of like the process of like gearing up for getting on. You the You look at what paperbacks they have. What's what's you know popping at the airport as far as books i always kind of think that's an interesting yeah. little look at the culture yeah um i like, I to, like to go into stores. the to the hudson news yeah um do you annoy gate agents with questions about when you'll be able to board your plane no i would never talk to a gate agent unless i really felt that there was a compelling reason for me to do that now i have almost body i did almost body check someone once when they offered um it was like you were with me. It was like um, if you come up right now, you can. I think it. Was, I think it was bumping us, quote unquote, up to a emergency row seat. I yeah, think. I think it was getting the emergency. Which I really appreciated. Just getting the emergency row seat, and yeah, like. And I sort of feel like you were doing that sort of on my behalf, if memory serves. I feel like you were. You like. I feel like you. You did that because I have longer legs, and you I'm the one. You do, but I. I. Like. Since I have a lot of love for the emergency row, I will check if I'm flying any if anytime I'm flying somewhere when I book the flight, I try to get the emergency row seat. Often now they'll try to charge you extra for that, but frequently no one will pay extra for it. And so I come back and check routinely, like the week before the flight, two days before the flight, you know, twenty four hours before the flight, has the emergency row opened up and is there any way I can get into it? Um, because like, especially if you get stuck in a middle seat, any, any seat in the emergency row is going to be better than any random middle seat. Um, that'll probably be something that like will come up like 20 years from now in these commercials. Like, are you yeah. obsessive over like checking in and upgrading and your, upgrades yeah, and points like and future dad, yeah. uh, thing. Points um, is a big parental I'm gonna thing need, from my perspective. I'm going to need a verbal yes on this one. <laughs> um, uh, do you get to the gate two hours and 58 minutes before boarding? Goodness, no, but I I'm gonna need you to definitely do. take a point on I that. I certainly do. And... Uh, as we heard in the um, post-commercial joke, do you lie about airplane facts? No. And I would say even in this case, like, do you ever sort of like Brag. flex? Yeah, sort of be a know-it-all or flex about some I am technology. a know-it-all, but not about anything, yeah. any category that I think is applicable here. Okay. Um, here is another one. So what's one. the score now? Because I think you okay. might have caught up with me a little bit. Uh, I am at, it looks like I have eight now. All right. I'm still at nine. Okay, um, so tightening it. Yeah, actually, now we're getting into the grocery store. So this Watch is out. where, yeah, yeah. Games aren't won in the first quarter. Let's just put it that way. I mean, defense wins championships. <laughs> All right, so um, this is Dr. Rick just takes one fella to the grocery store to shop before the big football game. This guy's going to have a football party of some sort, and uh, take a listen to this. Someone's not doing their job. Okay. Now I wanted to explain this very first joke. The guy that he's taken to the grocery store who has like a kind of a janky football jersey but is tucked into his pants that are pulled way up high. Yeah, um, and, and he's got a real he's got a coat that uh, only 
Only a dad could love. Yes, and uh, like a jack, like the sort of sort of the like a windbreaker type of jacket that's too big and too bulky. And he uh, sees an like an errant grocery cart just laying, you know, just kind of sitting in not laying, but just sort of um, you know sitting in the middle of the sidewalk, like kind of in the way of pedestrian traffic. Now this is going to be interesting when we discuss this later because he's annoyed by the grocery cart, but he's annoyed. and He says, "Well, somebody's not doing their job, not putting it away." Whereas I'm annoyed by grocery carts, but yeah, I'm the, annoyed no, look, by I the people who leave them. I think it's ambiguous who he means, whose job he means. I mean, your job, oh, your job as the as the shopper is, fini- you finish shopping by putting your cart where it belongs. Okay, good point. I'll give my. I, I don't think that's their point here, but either way, I think I got to give myself the point. So let's start this from the beginning. Well, someone's not doing their job. Okay, let's keep going. Shopping for the game can be a minefield for young homeowners who have turned into their parents. Can you believe how many different types of water they have in this aisle? Kim, did you just change blades back oh. there? This is perfect. He's at the deli. He's examining a piece of like bologna or something that was just cut perfectly for him. Jackpot, variety pack. Remember, it's a football game, not a play day. In this case, he's going to buy a variety pack of like, you know, like a Frito brand variety pack of chips. Uh, Dr. Rick, I think is, I think is, this is where Dr. Rick, I think sometimes gets a little bullyish. Like, he's like, remember, it's not a, a kid's party. It's a football game saying you don't buy a variety pack in that situation. Uh, variety pack. Remember, it's a football game, not a play day. Roger that. One more slice. It can be a lot. Oh, good. The manager. Uh, Brian and Produce, very helpful. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home an auto with us. Pulls to the left a little bit. At the end, he's uh, handing off his grocery cart, and he mentions to the employee that the grocery cart is pulling to the left a little bit. So do you get annoyed at empty grocery carts in the parking lot? I got to give myself a point on that. I'm going to also take a point on that. That is just like, that is just... Like, who it's are you? It's just rude. Who, who are, are you? you? What is so important in your life? Like, yeah. what are you thinking when you just leave it Do in the way for something Do you think that, like, the rest of us uh, don't have to deal with this? The longer we talk, the more points we get. Let's just try to get away with this one with one point, right, please. Yeah. Um, do you comment on all the different kinds of water you can buy nowadays? That never really occurred to me. No, nah, I don't think so. Do you examine and critique the slice of deli meat? That's a no dog for me That's a no and dog you, for me. but we have friends who say that is the most relatable thing in any of those commercials. They go to a certain grocery store because they cut the meat better at the grocery wow, store. So That's further away from their home. You know, uh, I am our- not going to say who that is, Camarica. Um, <laughs> do you get variety packs of chips for a party instead of big bags? That all that's just that seems like a kind of bad joke to me. Yeah, it doesn't really fly. It doesn't. Maybe that's relatable to somebody, but I've never done that. But, and this is where you and I need to talk about this for a second, about whether or not we're going to give ourselves points. And I would say we're in for a penny, in for a pound on this. Or that's not exactly what that means. But either we both give a point or not. Because okay. when we see this commercial on TV, you and I both say, who doesn't love variety? Like if I went to a party and there was just one big bowl full of chips as opposed to a bunch of... I was at a, a social of, gathering recently where there were a bunch of little bags sitting Probably because of COVID, right? Probably because of COVID, yeah. And like I am so persnickety about the type of chips I like. Like I don't like sour cream and onion. I don't like anything that is yeah. flavor blasted with cheese or anything. So I would be excited that I could just grab my own like plain Fritos or whatever. Yeah. But I, don't know, nev- I wouldn't buy it. I've though. never bought a variety pack for for a social gathering. Yeah, it okay. wouldn't occur to me. I think it would be nice though. If I went if you're going to invite me to your Super Bowl party, 
I, I would definitely like a variety pack. All right. I mean, don't do it on my behalf. I'm just saying I'm not going to make fun of one who invites me to their party, which sure. we don't have any plans right now. So I think it's February 13th. Just uh, reach out via the email line if you'd like to invite <laughs> me. Um, tell the manager. Do you ever tell the manager that a worker is doing a great job? No, that is crazy to me. No, but I, I understand the instinct there. But no. Uh, would you ever report a wobbly grocery cart? No. Yeah, I don't think I would either. To whom? I mean, in this instance, that he's he happens to be passing it off to like a grocery cart attendant, you know, like a, a grocery store worker who's collecting the carts. And I've seen those workers out and about, you know, collecting the carts. Sometimes I'll I'll like have a little conversation with them where I, you know, let me get my cart in there was since you're since you're taking these all in. Okay, I gotta admit, I gotta admit something here that might just kind of give me a point here, okay. because it's not exactly this, but it's like definitely this mood. And uh -huh. I actually, I'd forgotten about this, and I'm actually <laughs> just thinking about it right now. And it's sort of a painful memory, and this is something I just did like <laughs> about a month ago okay. or less. I was at our grocery store, the one I go to all the time, and I was getting eggs in this little kind of refrigerated area. And there was an iPad with a thick cover around it just sitting with the eggs on an egg shelf. Uh -huh. Somebody clearly left it there. And so I got my eggs, and then I was like, eh, and I just grabbed the iPad, and I brought it home. No, I grabbed the iPad. <laughs> That's why and we I, have an iPad. And I went to take it to the um, customer service desk, but nobody was there. It's always a clusterfuck. In yeah. fact, I even realized that – I kind of realized later that the grocery store was having kind of a clusterfuck moment. Um, and so I just – Probably why somebody abandoned the iPad. That's what I kind of realized later. It was all part and parcel because I overheard some employees talking later like, this is just nuts. Like everything was going wrong what for was them. Caught, what was happening? I don't know exactly what it or? was. It was pre-snowstorm, but it was like the, whoever was at customer service was um, was not there. People were lining up. They were short. I think they were just like short-staffed. Who it was is just it like, these yeah. days? Yeah. And, um, and so I kind of gave the iPad to somebody who was like checking out grocery. Because I waited forever. I waited for like five minutes and the line is growing behind me at customer service. And I was just like, why did I even pick this thing up? So then I just gave it to like this cashier guy who I, who was dressed like Mr. Manager. I'm pretty sure he was the manager at the time. I said, hey, man, I found this in the egg aisle. And I just gave it to him. And he looked at me and kind of looked surprised. And then I just kept moving. But I was like, I just like picked this thing up, walked across the store. And then I, and when I first did it, I thought, oh, somebody lost an iPad. But then later on, I'm like, oh, this is an employee's yeah, iPad. Yeah, it's an inventory like, I, thing. And but then, still, but then it's I was not supposed to be in, in the egg it's, carton. It's not supposed to be just egg, there. Egg like, case. But, I shouldn't have done that. I just added more chaos to the situation. You couldn't know that. The, the, the you, are you really defending this? You I don't think that's, that's not a wobbly wheel situation? No, I think, you, I think you went a little above and beyond, but it's not unreasonable because in the moment, you wouldn't instinctively know that this was a, like some inventory thing. And even if it is, it's not the kind of thing that you're supposed to be leaving out yeah. for customers to be... Like putting their, you know. Well, I appreciate you having my back on, on I that because I, I, I was actually feeling. You don't real... have to take a point on that. That's All an extraordinary right. circumstance. Okay, uh, this is football related again because these things play a lot during football games. Uh, once again, Doctor Rick has loaded up the Sprinter van with his patients, and they are outside of a stadium. They're parked so far away from the stadium in a space uh, that has nobody parked around them. And they're uh, just going into the game. They never even make it into the game. All of this conversation happens in the parking lot to Dr. Rick's dismay. We are here. 
For new homeowners, a football game can really bring out the parent in them. It's smart we park near the exit. Absolutely. Ooh, there you go. That way, let's put away the parking talk maybe for a minute. Parking is where the money is, though. You it imagine is. what this place pulls oh, in on parking alone? All right, no more talking about parking lots. A lot of these are compact spots. <laughs> it's not Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto when you bundle with us. We still planning to head out around the third quarter. Let's not talk about leaving before we're actually at the game. Yeah, okay. Now, I'm going to expand this out to be events, right? Like yeah. large events, whatever. Absolutely. Do you park miles away from everyone else so that you're not stuck in parking traffic after an event? No. Neither do I. I mean, it's a very, very specific move there it's a specific move you and i are not big we would never drive to an event like yeah, this anyway yeah. um and i think that actually speaks well of us as not being like our parents in the first yeah. place like we are public transport users we are lyft users you know we just don't even think of driving i've never parked at a the seahawks stadium in my life now i'm going to broaden this one out quite a bit can do you ever say can you imagine what this business brings in like i realize that in this particular case they're talking about the parking aspect yeah, but, of it but um you know like my dad i cannot tell you how many times i've sat with my dad <laughs> in a diner that like that he's a, lo a usual ad or something and it's like during this time when it's like the lunch rush and my dad will just sit there and look around soup spoon in his yeah. hand and just say can look at the business these guys do can you imagine and then he what stands up on the in? table and yells everybody be cool this is a robbery <laughs> that's right then he says i love you honey bunny which is weird um but uh yeah like that is a real dad move can you imagine yeah. what this place brings in i mean look at the business this guy does i don't think I, I that's do not that, really though. my move now not you yet. left one off here that is something i oh, do yeah. talk about i think you also do talk about i might be breaking into jail since you didn't include it but the reflection on how many of them are compact spaces. Oh, yeah. And a big thing you and I will do is is uh, tisk tisk about um, people parking in compact, compact spaces who don't have compact cars. Yes. You know, I I didn't include that one because I sort of feel I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to give myself the point for that. But I feel like mine is coming from a different person. This guy just sort of seems like, oh, he's kind of pointing out eh, a lot of them are compact as opposed to me who's more like a um, a bitter man who gets but angry when people what don't I think follow it the speaks rules. to is a, is people is like focusing on the minutia of like a of like the parking lot uh sort of design and and there's a, you know we bring an element of judgment which if anything is more parental. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm adding that in here. Do you notice that parking spaces are compact spaces? I will give myself a point for that. I saw that you already did that. Um, do you ever plan your exit before an event has begun? No, but you better take the point on that. Well, that really depends on the event, right? Yeah, like, but I still. would never leave like a sporting event or I a know. concert or anything like this um, early. I would always say the bitter end. However, I have definitely gone to parties with you saying by the way this is my plan i plan on ghosting i plan on leaving like yes. this is i'm not staying to the end like was it you who sent me the the cartoon recently there was like a new yorker cartoon oh yeah it yeah. just said it was a man and a woman standing at the door outside of a house party that they're about to walk into and the man says to the woman i'm ready to leave when you are exactly yeah no that is definitely me so okay i gave myself another point for that i think i just did that um wait did i just do that no i think i gave myself another point i can't remember if i put it 
check mark down on my piece of paper for that or not. Um, okay, let's go on to another commercial. I think this is uh, this, this is, is the final one. Yeah. Now, this is, I think I'm now breaking out of um, chronology here. We're going back in time. This is another group therapy one that aired a while back. This is kind of like a workshop that people are doing. Yes, and he's going into people's houses, yeah. and it's like a bunch of vignettes. He's There's a man, he's in one man's house while a plumber is working on a kitchen sink, and, and the owner of the house is um, trying to be helpful to the plumber. He doesn't need it. This is the one where a woman has way too many decorative pillows on her couch. It starts off in a group setting where he's trying to tell people how to silence their cell phones. That's that's where it begins. Let's take a listen. We're at the movies and we need to silence our phone. Who knows where that button is? I don't have silence. Everyone does, right? <laughs> I love the woman who says, I don't, I don't have, have silence. silence. She reminds me of a, somehow that character that she's playing reminds me of a Jeanine Garofalo yeah, character a really little good. bit. We're at the movies and we need to silence our phone. Who knows where that button is? I don't have silence. Everyone does, right up here. It happens to all of us. We buy a new home and we turn into our parents. What I do is help new homeowners overcome this. Was that an adjustable spanner? Good choice, Steve. Okay, don't forget, you're not assisting him. You hired him. You have nowhere to sit. You have too many. Who else reads books about submarines? My dad. Yeah. Oh, those are... Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto when you bundle with us. At the, at the end, he knocks all the um, pillows, the decorative pillows off of the couch. So, all right, four more to go, Genevieve. Right. Do you not know how to silence your smartphone? No, that is not yeah. a problem I have. Do you butt in when repair people are fixing something in your house? You know... I don't. Mm-mm, I don't either. know anything about plumbing or electrics or. And I just so much don't want to be that guy I that don't, I give them such yeah, a wide berth. It's, I don't think for me there's. I don't have a lot of anxiety about being a person who would like offer my opinion. For example, I would now with lit now with like the ride sharing apps and the way the mapping stuff is. It's like it's very rare that I would need to offer my guidance to a cab driver or a a hired car but i feel like back when it was cabs i would i would kind of be the kind of person who would say like oh you should take broadway or don't take broadway take the highway you know like i feel like i might have so i'm not going to take the point here but i'm just saying there are some scenarios in which i might be moved to offer advice to a professional Doing do you, their job. Do you have too many decorative pillows? No. Neither. Yeah. No. I mean, well, we live together, but that's not really our vibe. No. And do you read books about submarines? I don't read books about submarines, but I feel like if you expand this out to like, I mean, I don't read a lot of like, like dad reading in my house was like Tom Clancy, mm-hmm. which I also don't read, but I read a lot of hard sci-fi. Does that count? No, I don't right. think so. I think that this is a specific kind of like World War Two sure. obsession yeah, that's or, or really that type me. of thing. Now, I did read um, Dead Wake, which is a I don't read a lot of nonfiction. So oh, I, almost, I read that book. Yeah, I can't take I can't take a lot of that's the Larson. one. Yeah, Eric Larson. this Eric Larson. I can't take credit. Like I'm so bad with nonfiction because I need a narrative arc so bad to get me through a book that like. I, I'm definitely not like doing dad reading in that way, but I will say when I read Dead Wake, which is about the Lusit- the sinking of the Lusitania, a big, you know, that's one of those history books where it tells the story from various perspectives, including the perspective of the U-boat yeah. and the U-boat captain, which was by far the most fascinating part of that. And I remember 
being at the Grand Canyon Lodge and you were on a hike and I was waiting for you to come back and I was sitting in this lodge just reading my submarine book. <laughs> Very dad And this commercial was airing at the time and just thinking like, yeah, submarine <laughs> books are kind of where it's at. Like this is, a, it was a great submarine book. So while I'm not way into World War II and stuff, I'm going to give myself a point, All if right. anything, just to make it interesting and also I loved my submarine book. Okay, and it I did read that book. book but I didn't have the same relationship with it that you did. All I right. I remember more about the ship than I do about the submarine. Oh, really? For me, the submarine part yeah. was the most fascinating part. So, okay, let's let's get some music going here. Now, let's talk about this. Let's count up our points here. Right. Actually, before we count up our points, do you want to know what the um, what the key is that I put together here? Is, okay. Yeah. So, if you got zero to ten of these, if you answered yes to zero to ten of these, mm-hmm. you're a mere babe in the woods. You're just a baby. By my estimation, if you said yes to eleven through twenty. You're getting up there. Okay. 21 to 30, you are your parents. Okay. And 30 to 44, you're your parents' parents. Woof. They should have a name for that. Yeah. Your parents' parents. <laughs> Come up with something grand. Um, okay, so now let's count up our points. I wonder if I was, I wonder if the scale is kind of wrong, though, because I feel like I said yes to a lot of them. But anyway, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. <gasps> if I counted that right, I'm 12. All right. Because I'm only 11. But we're very yeah, close. 12. Um, we're in the same category. So we're in the same category, which is getting up there. We're getting up there. Now, do you think that people who live... See, I'm worried about my key now. I kind of just kind of split it up by 10s yeah, as much as possible. Fine. But um, I feel like, though, if people heard our conversation... Which I don't know if anybody will hear this, honestly. <laughs> um, but if people actually listen to our entire conversation, do you think we? I, I feel like we're older than just getting up there. Well, no, I, I actually we're not disagree. our parents yet. Yeah, that's you and true. I live a very young life in a lot of ways. Like we don't have kids, we don't, um, we don't own a home. Like we can't even bundle home and auto even if we yeah, wanted to. That's true. Like yeah. this actually, I think, really does reflect uh, who we are. And, and I mean, yes, you and I are cranks in some ways, yeah. as and everybody has the things that there are cranks about. But like relative to our age, we live a very young life. Yeah. All right. Well. No, all right. Then my key's accurate. So yeah. I won on that too. So. All right. Let's grow Great all together. Game. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind All right, let's check in with the Ad Council. Um, Let's see here. Oh, you know, you mentioned something kind of in passing last week, Genevieve. Um, I can't remember exactly. Oh, we were talking about the new Mayhem commercials, right? Yes. Which we love. Um, Those are, are those also progressive? No, they're all state. Those are all state, right, of course. Um, although progressive, when looking for these commercials today, I re- realized like, how many good campaigns progressive has going on. Right? Oh, I mean, yeah. obviously flow and that whole thing, but there's another main progressive campaign that I can't think of off the top of my head. Oh, here. yeah, they I, I can't either. But like, yes, I'm sure they have three or four that are really good that are very built out right now. And they're they're different than they're they're not as like disposable as Geico. Yeah. Like I know that Geico has a million campaigns, but they're but also Geico's like Geico's all like sort of like this one-liner idea. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so Progressive has the the Baker Mayfield yep. commercials. Those probably air mostly during football games. I don't know if they air outside of that, but they're also kind of a cultural touchstone. Like people are always tweeting about the new Baker commercials whether they like them or not. Um and then they have the 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 Dr. Rick commercials um and maybe 
maybe that. And they've got sort of a campaign around the motor guy. The motor, the Minotaur motorcycle guy. Yes, exactly. Which I think is pretty good too. Although that's that is probably the closest to the Geico vibe. Anyway, we were talking about those um, Allstate commercials with Mayhem, and we they did one with Liz Lemon and him because the actor Dean. Winters, I think. Winters, who plays Mayhem, uh, was also Liz Lemon's um, love interest. Oh, did De- I? Dennis Duffy. Did I? Did, was I referring to Tina Fey as Liz Lemon yes, this whole time? exclusively referred to her as Liz Lemon. <laughs> I'm probably the first person to ever do that. <laughs> uh, they paired up Tina Fey and uh, Dean Winters again for those commercials, but they couldn't quite capture that that magic. And you mentioned, yeah, kind of like with John Travolta and Samuel S. Uh, Samuel S. Jack. Sa- Samuel S. Jackson, as he's famously known. What? Samuel L. Jackson. I wrote Sam S. Jackson in my notes here. As I'm saying it, I'm like, what am I, what am I saying? My brain broke. Um, and so listener, listener Jonathan wrote in for another contender in these commercials where they're trying to recapture the sort of charisma of... Um, oh, right. Yes. And this is... Th- th- this is one of those commercials that had so much buzz in the buildup to it. Like, Die Hard Batteries got Bruce Willis and a couple of the guys from the real Die Hard movies. Like, imagine yeah. the money they put into it for a shitty, high-budget commercial. Not great. And they try to... Um, so, I think... Is it Argyle? Is that the name of the guy who drives um, the limo yes. in... In the Die Hard movies. Well, in this like bad action adventure reboot of the Die Hard movie for Die Hard Batteries. I don't even know what's going on. It's not worth talking about. It's like we talked about this when it came out. Yeah, it's shit. But he he goes into a a, like a Die Hard uh, auto body or an auto supply shop to get a diehard battery that's right and i think at one point he will um kind of team up here i'm going to cut into this commercial a bit and he'll team up with argyle again welcome to advanced auto parts i need one of those is there another way out um You kidding me? She says the she Did like. We know we have free installation? She points him towards the air vent, and of course he like does the diehard crawl through the air vent. I'm trying to figure out if I oh you know, here it is here comes Argyle in the old timey limo. <laughs> you still driving this thing? You getting blood on the seats, man? Got that terrible sound mix uh, of an awful, action movie. Awful action. Awful you know what? I'm mix. not going to play anymore of this. It's just yeah. cacophony. It doesn't do the listeners any good. But anyway, good good shout out, Jonathan. Yeah, You're a right good a, good uh, good example of both the thing that I mentioned and also why it doesn't work. We also have a note from um, Danny here who uh, wanted to weigh in on um, local. You know those like those local TV ads that are made to be bad so that they'll probably get like, you know, maybe viral attention or something like that. And she says, um, here's a a commercial that she just recently caught on TV. I'm pretty sure Danny lives in New Hampshire. This is for a local Massachusetts company uh, called... Well, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. You'll hear it in the commercial, but they're a heating and plumbing company. And it begins with like their mocking of the competition. You see like some heating and plumbing salesman guy and just like a terrible like how would you even describe this guy? He's, an, he's like somewhere between a mobster and a used car salesman. Sort of a lounge lizard. He's, lounge wearing lizard. A, he's wearing a terrible like wig and glass like 70s kind of maybe 80 style sunglasses and a terrible blazer over top of a um like open-throated hawaiian shirt they, they actually don't even know what this guy is they're they don't even like, know what they're parodying he's a skis ball he's a skis ball and then he's trying to um sell this customer some um 
you know, furnace looking contraption that looks like something your kids would make with a bunch of flashing lights and uh, Christmas lights on it and tinsel and uh, that type of thing. This is not the furnace I expected. Furnace? That's the Fantasy 9000. Total chaos manifold, scatter intakes, and recycled ducting. Will it heat my house? Just look at the lights. Don't get bamboozled by false promises. Go with the honest pros at Donomi Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Our friendly, caring team of experts ensure the work is done right at a fair price. Our name and reputation is on everything we do. Donomi is to love me. Denomi is to love me. I don't know that I got that far the first time I watched that. That's the money. That's the money line. Danny says it's low quality, but generally a decent pitch. Well, certainly with Denomi is to love me. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Can we just talk about this one more thing? Because I know yeah. we got, we're got we running long here, but yeah. I wanted to touch on this since it's a little timely. Yeah. We talked about the Amazon Prime campaign. Yeah. I'm, what is the running? What is the underlying principle of this? The campaign? underlying principle is there's a woman who is in some way constrained by some some circumstance. In one case, it was Rapunzel. Obviously, she's stuck in a tower. Uh, in another case, it was Cleopatra. She's um, she's boxed in by her wealth and privilege and power. So she like uh, you know like liberates all the gold and and, and all the slaves yeah. and and everybody's like you know they all get ATVs and they all get ATVs. It doesn't make sense. And in this one, this is part of that same campaign. And it is um, about Medusa. So we have, we're back to being to a fictional character. Mm-hmm. Um, and the premise here is that Medusa, because uh, the, story, the myth of Medusa is she's a woman with, uh, I think she was a gorgon in Greek mythology. And she has snakes for hair and uh, a power to turn anyone to stone when she looks at them. So in this one, Medusa doesn't like being so... Uh, powerful or so sort of her having such an evil power so she amazon primes some sunglasses and then she becomes super cool and everybody likes her but she can still turn a a, a bartender who's hitting on them to stone which seems like i mean i'm not a big fan of i'm not like everyone's getting canceled and whatnot but i i think that is like overkill you turning somebody to stone if they hit on you at a bar if they hit on you at a bar yeah, yeah. um all right so you want to take a listen to this it's yeah. it's this thing is like all. So it's going to be hard to follow. It is it's all hard to follow. Place. I'll try to. I'll try to walk us through it. Corinne brought this to our attention on Facebook, and she says this is a creative. Nope, 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 nope. She does not care for it. All caps. She wrote nope. F- I think five times in a row. Genevieve, I am not joking when I said because I didn't see this commercial. I didn't see her original post. I just saw you transcribe this. Corinne says, "Wow, what a creative." Nope, 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 nope. I stared at this. Nope, 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 nope. Forever. There's no spaces in it, and I was like. No pen open, <laughs> open, open, no. open, open, and then, open. And I, I, I was staring at this for minutes, Genevieve. <laughs> and then I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So then I hit, I watched the commercial, and then I came back to, it and then I saw, oh, nope, 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 nope. Anyway, just yes. thought you'd enjoy my bad brain there. Medusa lived with a hideous curse. <sighs> I mean, the whole turning people to stone thing was a bit of a buzzkill, right? So she ordered sunglasses with Prime, one day delivery. Clever girl. Now she's like walking through the club. She looks super cool. She's still got the snakes for hair, but she's like um, got her sunglasses on. She can look at people now because she's she can got look sunglasses. At people. Yeah. She's actually hilarious once you get to know her. Ugh, as if. Then the bartender 
has the temerity to just he, wink at he's them. He's a super hunky bartender with a smile on his face. He doesn't look super lecherous. Yeah. And he's across the room and he just smiles at her and winks and yeah. she turns him to stone. He was asking for he it? He was asking for it. Hmm. So uh, I think Corinne finds it gross and upsetting, like the visuals of her hair and stuff of not being... Not being good. Mm. I find the the end end for the bartender a little bit of overkill. Mm-hmm. Eileen says I liked it. So it's, you guys, uh, it's can getting, we please keep it civil? I don't know. <laughs> we do this show because we want to have a little fun. Yeah. We don't need arguments like that splitting up the ad council. So please, Eileen, Corinne, can you try to make nice? Thank you. You can sell anything. All right. Well, I assume we will have a show next week, assuming we can patch things up uh, amongst the ad counselors. Yeah, we'll see. Um, if, we'll see if things uh, calm down. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, if you'd like to join us on that show, you can leave us a voicemail. Call us at 607-444-5597. 607-444-5597. Oh, also, use any of these methods to share uh, your score. If you, yes. I doubt any. I mean, that we went on for like an hour and 15 minutes. There's no way anybody actually kept score. But if you did, I'd be interested to know how close you are to your parents. I'd love to see some scores out there. Um, you can email us after these messages. Show at Gmail with your score. You can post it to a Facebook, the Facebook group. If you're going to post it to, the, to Facebook, um, just put it in the thread that I will uh, under the show page. Like I, know, I always put up the, the links to the show. Just put it in that thread uh, so I know where to look for it. Uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.